Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. New week. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast. It is Monday, July the 17th, 2023. And so glad that you are joining us for today's episode of the podcast. We are continuing our journey through the letter of 1 Corinthians. And we come today to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Uh, Paul is addressing a series of issues in the church and just uh, giving some um, Holy Spirit-inspired correction and wisdom uh, to navigate through these issues. Today, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, um, yeah, a little uh, conversation about uh, knowledge and love and a little bit about Food sacrifice the idols, 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 but we'll talk about that. <laughs> All right, you guys. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Um, hope you stayed cool. Uh, it was definitely a uh, either be by water or in water or in the shade or in uh, the air condition because it was hot. So, yes, indeed. Well, all right. Uh, let's jump in. You know what we do? We read, we pray. We changed the world, 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Not a super long chapter, so we might have a little shorter day today. We'll see. For just a you know, handful of verses here, what, 13, uh, 13 verses or so? Yeah. All right, let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. Now, about food sacrifice to idols. Kind of makes you feel like at that point, the way that his chapter starts, that Paul is working off of some kind of list, right? Uh, it's kind of like, okay, now to the next thing that was brought to my attention. So, you know, or the next thing on the list that we need to discuss now uh, about food sacrifice to idols. Um, we know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know. But whoever loves God is known by God. So Paul is saying here that he's drawing the um, this relationship between knowledge and love. Um, if you're all about knowledge, it's going to in invariably puff you up. Um, it's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to be used. If you're all about knowledge, it often leads to arrogance, uh, a sort of better than attitude. And so, but Paul says, but love is not doesn't like that. Love is all about the other. It's about building other people up, not trying to be better, prove them, prove yourself better than someone else. That's as knowledge does. Love actually looks to build people up. Those who think they know something do not yet know what they ought to know. <laughs> so if you're because the biggest the biggest treasure to be known is uh, love. And so it's this, you know, if you're really, if you're super, if you, if, you, if you pretend to know a whole lot, you're going to eventually discover love. And when you discover love, you're going to stop trying to build yourself up and puff yourself up. 
uh, you're going to start trying to build others up. And so the fact that you aren't doing that only reveals that you haven't truly discovered the most important thing it is to learn, the most important bit of knowledge, which is the knowledge of love. So the fact that you aren't loving only reveals that you really haven't evolved or developed or matured very much through knowledge either. Um, but whoever loves God is known by God. So then, about eating food sacrificed to idols. Okay, so the idea here is uh, in the first century, a lot of times, uh, you know, you have these animal sacrifices to these pagan deities. Well, after those sacrifices were made, often that food, those, those, that the animals, the you know, the ribeyes. <laughs> or lamb chops or whatever it was, ended up in the market to be sold. Um, you know, and so it was kind of a dual purpose. It was used as a sacrifice, but then this is what was remaining, and so now it's being sold on the market for food. And so there's this question, is it right to purchase meat and consume meat that was once sacrificed to an idol in a worship service? You can see it's kind of, it's kind of yicky, right? Ew, I don't know. So then, about eating food sacrificed to idols. We know that an idol is nothing at all in the world and that there is no God but one. So Paul's first saying, look, let's lay this out first. First, We know that there are no idols. Like, there, the idols are, there's no idol. The, the, there's no, like, yes, people have idols, but it's, there's nothing, there's no, there's no uh, divine substance behind it. It's just, they're just going through the motions of an empty ritual. Um, there's no God but one, Yahweh, the Lord. And so in a sense, these offerings offered up to these quote-unquote pagan gods were really offered up to nothing. You, they might as well just, you know, gone out into a field and, and offered that and, and cut up that animal because it's not, there's, they're like, in actuality, because there is no God but Yahweh, um, those idols are nothing. For even if there are so-called gods, so hypothetically, let's say there were gods that they were being offered, these sacrifices were being offered to, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, whom, from whom all things come and from whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came, and through him we live. But not everyone possesses this knowledge. So we know that uh, there's one God and one Lord, Jesus Christ. We know that. But not everyone has that knowledge. So for some people, they go to this temple and they think it's real. They go to these pagan uh, temples and they think it's real. They think they're really offering this up to a God. So Paul's like saying, we know, strictly speaking, there are no other gods. We, we know that. But... We also must acknowledge that some people don't see it that way. They think, they think they're really offering up these sacrifices to some God because they don't possess that, that knowledge of Jesus. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificed food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to a God. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. So, so for them, because they really think this is, you know, it's for them, it's, it's a problem because, um, 
they see it having been offered to this these gods and um and when they see this food being served they're like I, I can't do it this was offered to a god and paul's like yes i know if you're spiritually mature you realize no it hasn't because there is no other gods but these people who see it that way that yes it was offered to a god their their conscience is weak they're they're at a, they're at a different place spiritually they're at a, a different place and it's interesting that paul indicates that those who have that kind of hang-up are actually the, in the, the those that have not yet uh, developed fully spiritually. Not that it's wrong. He's not saying it's wrong to be at that place, but he is saying that those are the weak. Those are the ones that are still growing. They're, they're the, 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 the babies in Christ. But food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. So that's that's the mature position. The mature position is it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but you've got to make sure your conscience is clear with that. It's not to say it doesn't matter. If, if your conscience, if you're not at that place spiritually where you're okay with it, then, then it does matter. You shouldn't do it. And even if you're at a place where you, you are at a place spiritually mature where it doesn't matter to you, you also need to be aware of your brother and sister. It's the same kind of idea that Paul talks about in Romans 14 with things, you know, uh, with other kind of foods and consumptions. You might you might you talk about it in terms of drinking. The, the scripture never forbids drinking. The the scripture routinely forbids drunkenness. That's that's a sin. And um but you know, if if you have a a problem with drinking, or B, if you're with someone who has a problem with drinking or an objection to it, then yes, you know that it's okay to drink. But as a stronger brother or sister, you should abstain for their good in their presence. And so here, Paul's kind of drawing the same uh, relationship to food sacrifice to idols. He's like, look, that we know the mature position is it doesn't matter. But you got to realize not everybody is there. For some people, it does matter. It, it's it, there. It does bother them. It uh, does upset them for whatever reason. And so we should be uh, out of love, out of love, not knowledge, out of love. Like I, I know this food doesn't matter. See, this the combat. This is the, the relationship between knowledge and love. I know. See, I'm I'm super wise. I know that it doesn't matter. Yeah, but if you're super wise, then you should also have discovered this thing called love. And love says you also think about other people. And maybe they, maybe other people haven't gotten that piece of knowledge about uh, the freedom that you have in Christ, and maybe they haven't discovered their own freedom in Christ. Uh, but out of love, you're going to respect them. Yeah. Out of love, you're going to be concerned about them. But food does not bring, in, bring us near God, and, and uh, we are no worse if we do not eat, or, and no better if we do. So... Um, food is not, <laughs> the spiritual life is not a matter of food and drink, but of righteousness and joy in the Holy Spirit. Be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block for the weak. That's what I was just talking about, right? Yeah, you're, you have a right to eat whatever you want, drink whatever you want, but if it's causing other people to stumble, if it's causing particularly your brothers and sisters to stumble, be careful. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you with all your quote-unquote knowledge, I put the quotes in there, but basically with all your knowledge, eating in, in an idol's temple, 
won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So you're so you, by your um, boldness and knowledge, you're eating in a so eating in a temple. But what about that person who just came out of um, idol worship, just came out of the world, and now they see you in a temple and they go back and they do what you're doing, and it causes them to that causes them to fall back. Mm. Won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother or sister for whom Christ died is destroyed by what? By your knowledge. Because you were, you were, you knew all, you could do whatever you wanted to do. You could drink this and eat that and go there. And your knowledge has caused a brother or sister that Christ died for to stumble. When you sin against them in this way, you wound their weak conscience. You sin against Christ. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause them to fall. Hmm. Love and knowledge. Yes, theologically, I know I can do whatever I want in, in many cases. It's not about food or drink. I can eat and drink, and I can eat and drink wherever I want to. That, 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 that knowledge has become clear. But knowledge has also led me to discover love <laughs> and that I'm part of the body of Christ and I should be concerned about others. And ultimately, it's about people's spiritual lives with Jesus that is more important than anything. So my knowledge that I can eat this or drink that has also led me to discover that there's this thing called love. And given the choice, I will, I'm going to act out of love rather than, I, than my Knowledge to do whatever I want to do if it's going to cause someone else to fall or sin. Hmm. That's what Paul's saying. It's uh, the, the, the relationship between love and knowledge. Um, there's a tremendous amount of freedom in the Christian life, you know? You know, we are saved by uh, grace through faith. It's not of works. We are free. And on that path of freedom, we discover things, and we discover what love is, and we, we, we consider others above ourselves. And so sometimes the knowledge that we know, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no problem doing that. Um, we also have to consider what it's doing to other people. Hmm. Great reminder. Great to learn, great to develop knowledge. It's also really, really important that we act in love no matter what. Awesome. Well, that's it, guys. That's the chapter, man. That was quick, right? Just a few, uh, few little dozen, little baker's dozen of verses there. So I uh, hope you guys have a great Monday. Thank you for uh, jumping into the podcast this morning. Thank you for sharing it and, and subscribing and liking it and all that stuff. Hey, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for your goodness and grace. Uh, thank you for the knowledge that we have through the Holy Spirit that Christ has set us free. We are free indeed. And that the spiritual life is not about what we eat or drink. It's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And at the same time, Lord, you teach us to love and to be concerned about others because knowledge puffs up. It does. But love builds up. So help us to be those who build others up, that through our knowledge, as we learn more and more about you and how much you love, we would be those who build others up intentionally, regularly, 
I got to pray for my friends today as they go out and serve and work and volunteer and play. May they go um, in love, building others up and pointing others to uh, your great name. We love you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys have a fantastic Monday. Hope your week is great. Hope it off to a good start. We'll be back at it tomorrow with first uh, try it again. First Corinthians chapter nine, a little longer chapter tomorrow. Not much longer, but a little bit. So first Corinthians chapter nine tomorrow. Um, there was an episode. I put an episode out on Friday so we could all stay uh stay up on the reading. So it was a pre-recorded uh episode of First Corinthians seven. So if you missed Friday's episode, there is an episode out there that covers chapter seven about singleness and married. Uh, so feel free to check that out. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for being part of the podcast today. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.